Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy, and as always, I am joined by... Jay Lit the Kid, what it is. What's going on, everybody? We are here. We are stoked to be here with you, and we are laughing at ourselves. Yes. We don't know math. No. Um, we said last week that it was bracketology time. I'm going to blame it on our uh, fake excitement for March Madness. Mike. I'm blaming Mike. Blaming Mike? Yep. That I don't I, I'm all about blaming Mike all the time, but this one's We're the divas that are being pampered away in our trailers. Mike is supposed to keep a simple count of what episode we're on. He should be, but right? once we start, my thing is, once we start like you know blaming for the, like this type of stuff, then next quarter at the or the at the end of year, he's gonna want more money. That and I think also we did say it um, off the cuff, you know, like while the mics were hot during last episode, and I can't blame him for what I said, Mike. Well, about about brackets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want, I don't also, I also, you know, listen, I'll throw Mike under the bus way before you. I don't want you to take full blame on, you know, when you say what you said. Well, that's being a team player. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so no brackets this week. So no brackets this week. And also speaking of team player for a lot of you out there, which I know that you are, uh, you know, because it, our lives are your lives. You know, one, you know, did we know that, you know, starting this podcast kind of sort of, but now that we are 59 episodes in, we have now realized Jordan and I, and we are a okay with it. Our lives are your lives. Yeah. You know, we, we automatically think that what we talk about on the pod and the things you guys are also equally as interested in, right? That, that, and you are essentially... We are Tony Soprano, and you're Dr. Melfi? You're Dr. Melfi. You're Dr. Melfi. You're Dr. Melfi. And we expect you to listen or else. Which, by the way, uh, open up another tab. Let's Bad just impression. start it early. Uh, Dr. Melfi, for a lot of you out there, uh, she was the wife of Henry in, in Goodfellas. Uh, of Ray LaMotta. Is, is, it Henry? is his name Henry? It's... Yeah, it's Henry. In Henry the movie. Hill. Henry Hill. Right. Wait, that's Doctor Melfi in The Sopranos is the wife of uh, Henry wow. Hill. In yeah, and it's a thing that happens a lot because we're just mafioso. I thought she was Marissa Tomei. No, we wish it was. I Do wish we it wish was. it was? But I I talk about this all the time because I'm obsessed with mafia mo uh, movies and a lot of people I think out there. Obviously, you have you know, proving it correct. Dr. Melfi wasn't cast as Dr. Melfi because like, you know, she was a good act. All of those people in Sopranos had prior mafia movie or, and or TV show experience. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Guess what I learned this week? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Wow. Dr. Melfi like is what she was in. Yeah. Dr. Melfi is Henry Hill's uh, wife that uh that uh, uh ray liotta is married to when he has that awesome scene where he takes her through the back door 
through the fucking kitchen, and then they they create a new table for him. Yes, yeah, so isn't it the opening scene? Uh, that's pretty quick. Oh, well, the opening scene is the trunk stuff. Oh, that's trunk. A lot of, that's lot trunk, of trunk music. Trunk, trunk music. Yeah, trunk music. Okay, you're right. But you're yeah, right. It, yeah, that that's Doctor Melfi. Melfi's the one when you know homeboy across the street or like you remember the ex remember the ex boyfriend that uh, like puts his hands on her and, and uh, Ray Liotta comes home and just fucking pistol whips the guy in the face right in front of like the whole neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, Melfi. Damn. Okay. Close the tab though. Let's Close the tab. Out. Tab's closed. Okay. Um, like we said, um, we're, we, yeah, we're, 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 we're dumb fucks on, on the math and stuff, but we're here. We're back. Um, we, we are doing voicemails today. Voicemails. We're doing voicemails today. We had a lot of last minute people just texting us up until about five minutes ago. Feverishly. A little annoying in a, my opinion. A little annoying. But now you got Mike scrambling to get those in. Yes. And we'll see what happens. Um, you had a weekend. Yes, I did. And when I say you had a weekend, let's get to the part that I want to talk about. The only part. It started it started with an innocent group text or uh, it was I believe maybe even a Instagram DM with, you know, Brian and Scott and us and but I think you texted me on the sly personally because we're boys. Have to. We're boys. Have to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And who's, which one of us is, like, let's go back to the Sopranos. Who's on equally on the same playing field in the Sopranos? Like, is it Tony and what's his name it's in New gotta York? Be to- it's got to be probably the what? only true relationship that it could be to is probably Jackie, who dies of cancer at the beginning. Spoiler alerts. Because that's like his boy, but otherwise main characters, you gotta go Silvio. Silvio's his boy the whole time. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Jackie, because Jackie to me feels like we're still on equal playing field. Yeah. Because well, I'm yeah. gonna take Tony Soprano e- either side, but if you take Silvio, that doesn't sit right with me because that then We're both that, Tonys. They it's can't like be. the episode in of uh Always Sunny no, where they're I playing think, Seinfeld. We're both Tonys. No, I think I like the Jackie because you're dead. But man, do I rely on just like, you know, the influence that you had on me. And I think about you a lot. But I'm out early in the show. I need to be a bada bing. Listen, not everyone can be at bada bing. Sorry, sorry, at the bing. Not everyone can be at bada bing. You know, not everyone can be there. Are you in there in spirit? Greatest name of a um of like a, a northeastern strip club of all time. That is a good thing that you brought up because I whenever I watch it, I'm always like there's gotta have been There's another bada bang before a, though. I don't know because if, if they because I like you know like in movies and TV shows when they have like those names of like corporations or businesses and stuff or even just like names of like characters. Don't you ever like wonder like like when they're like really good? Don't you ever wonder like man did they make that up? Because if they made it up from like just their own brilliance, the writers, wow, yeah. You think you think you think Bada Bing was just made it, up? It could go either way, because there could easily see. It would not surprise me if in New Jersey there was a whole just like franchise of of Bada Bings before there. before yes. that, that wouldn't surprise me. But it also wouldn't surprise me that there wasn't, and that 
some genius just came up with that. So classic uh, Jordan response. I, don't, I mean, for the like the longtime listeners, you guys will get it. Like the first timers, you know, maybe you're a couple uh, episodes in. That was a very classic Jordan response where he just dips his toes in both pools and he doesn't give you a straight answer. There was none before Sopranos. And that's how Tony does. He's strong. Damn it! <laughs> I'm Silvio. <laughs> oh, my God. I, the one, What I was going to say, but I didn't know how you felt about it, was the Tony Jr. Uh, relationship. Mm. Because, you know, especially there He's in the beginning. He's a fuckboy be- in the show. Is he though? Yeah, he's a fuck boy. I would say if it, if it was the he's Tony like Jr. shithead kid. If it was the Tony, if we were, if which we didn't, but if we were to land on the Tony Jr. relationship, that that's the only one where I would say I'm Jr. and you're Tony. I'm the curmudgeon, like just asshole, teen angst. Yes, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. But now the, I'm Tony. Now I'm Tony. But it, we didn't land on that. So you're cool with that means dog shit. Fine. My little Silvio, just my little. He just he's a ride or die for me. Damn it! Did you watch? Did you watch the new the the new movie? No. The new one. I kind of wanted to go back and do a rewatch of like all the Sopranos, then watch the movie. I have a huge bone to pick with you, and now that we're, we brought it up live on air, which is like <sighs> the perfect God. time to do it, as always. What is we it? have? It, we, you know, we have a little movie mashup segment coming up here, which is a first. But um, I watched Bridgerton, and and do you want to do that now, or do you want to wait for your movie stuff? Let's let's tease that a little bit. Uh, let's tease that. We need that. We need that length of listening to just be turned up just a little bit. That's a pro tease. We're gonna get to that during the movie mashup, first of its kind segment. Be ready. It's yes. Be ready. So um, so the weekend. All right. Closing tabs. Oh closing my God. Close tabs. Close the tabs. Jesus I Christ. Said, I told him before the the mics came hot. Just a, a very quick opening so we could get into the meat and look where we're at. You know damn well if whatever you tell me within eight minutes of the red light turning on. Yeah, it's showtime. You're right. I know. Okay, so. I'm stretching out. I'm Cam Newton. I'm stretching the quads. Yeah, you are. Um. So I you texted me. Yep. Uh, Jordan was in Atlanta for the uh, this weekend for the wedding, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And you texted me on uh, Saturday Saturday night. night. Mm -hmm. Said, we're on the way. Was it as ominous as that? I just left it at that? You said, we're en route. There you go. And Alex... Uh, said uh, he was, you know, he went to a, a, co- a comedy show that night with a friend. He, he went back to the friend's house after when that te- when my phone goes ding and that came through, turned to my friend, said, gotta go, mm. gotta go. Mm. Uh, and when he, and when I say he's and when he, when I say that he says he's in route, he's on his way to Claremont Lounge. That is correct, your honor. Um, so I get home, yeah. What do I do? To FaceTime me. I FaceTime. I call. I FaceTime. Now, to set the scene, uh, we walk in places lively, full of uh, every shape, color, Still size. wearing the toxies. 
Oh yeah, still got still wearing the suit suits, suited and booted. Go walk in, head to the right in the back corner of the stage, and we just got set up on the seats. Busy in there, but we busy. Were, yeah, but we were just tits up right at the bar. Still the same layout there. They haven't changed anything. Everything. Thank God. I was a little worried that you were texting me. You're just like, well, you yo, know, we, they put urinals in the bathroom, and I'm like, what? No, they they had to redo the bathroom to make it ADA compliant. Literally, there's no trough. Okay, but that's it. Well. Well, we knew that. Yes. We already knew that. Yes. Uh, so we're in the back corner having a great time. We're just about to get out of there. As I'm walking out the door, the FaceTime just chirps. Bring. Bring. My boy hit me up right at the, at the perfect time. I picked it up right as we were walking out. Gave him a little FaceTime with the most beautiful sign in the world. Mm. And then what did I do? You proceeded to then turn the phone around and it was just, it was the merch table. Mm -hmm. And you said, you were, you were, I don't know. Don't be, you were Santa Claus. I know, but don't be. No, I'll take that. And you went, you, I could have said I want them all in, in double XL and you would have bought them. Actually, I, I, I was, uh, I took some money out when I got there, which is like, I'm like, I don't care. That's weird. That's very not you to, to do that. There. We came from a wedding. That's I weird that you cash. went to Claremont and took money out. That's I really, always do that. That's weird. You've never, ever, I've never seen you take money on. And also I've never seen you take money out for me. Perfect. Uh, he so took out like $200 like, one night, uh, at the ATM. I had no cash and it was amazing. Thank you. Those were the days when we were scraping by. Took like the last forty dollars out of the account. I was remember when you remember when I was still still seriously broke, but you had the uh, the the business going at that mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. and we all looked at you as just a billionaire. You had more money than all of us, and we and you were <laughs> and you were a very generous. You were like, all right, this round's on me. Remember those days? Oh, I've been known to buy plenty around for sure. But yeah, sausage money is is the best money. Yes. Uh, so we walk outside. Not, that, that when we say sausage money, that does not uh, apply to the Nancy Reagan stuff. No, not that. Yeah. No, no, no. So my man picks out right on the spot. We got it here. Let me present this to you. Wow, you 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 hid that. I didn't even see it. Yeah, I was... that's what we do here. Wow. Give him a visual description. I'm going to give him a visual description. It's a beautiful shirt. It says Claremont Lounge, existence since 1965. Under it, it says no cameras, and there's a huge camera with an X through it. Because everyone knows that there's no cameras at strip clubs, but if you bring a camera there, you take it up with the streets. With the streets. Thank you, bud. You're welcome. Where's my fucking sticker? Oh, I kept that. Thank you, bud. You're welcome. You know what? Thank God I called you then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I was getting you one no matter what. You just, you literally FaceTimed me at the perfect moment. I did. Yeah. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, how was it? So much fun. Give me the, just the quick, five, like, two uh, A lot down. of young talent in there. Oh, they're getting like younger. Under, under 45. Oh, I don't know how I like that. Yeah, I prefer... 
more of the seasoned veterans in there. Over under on the filas that were being, uh, you know, sported uh, by the the the. Uh, that's usually by like the older, like the older, more mature women that are up there. It was a lot of like, you know, not terrible looking people, which you know that kind of again know, burned my brussy. Again, for you know the people out there that have never been to the Claremont Lounge. This is, these are the older strippers. These are the fun ones. These are, you know, they, they go up on the stage and they have sneakers on. You'll like this, though. At one point, um, this lady walked around with a bucket and she had both of her hands out saying, like, you know, shoot your dollars at the bucket. That's a, that's a new feature. But her titties were holding the bucket against her belly. That's a new feature. Yeah. And new management good for you yeah so everyone was throwing money up there it was a great time um and you're welcome um yeah so yeah they wear they wear the the sneakers up on stage because they're getting after it you know they're older women so they got they need a little bit more comfort the day that we go to the claremont and they're wearing yeezys that's the last day right yeah Okay. They're off their John Rocker, and that's it. That's I just want to establish that. Yeah, no. When yeah. they go up there, not that I would even know. You can't what they, afford Yeezys if you're working there, right? That's yeah. exactly true because you don't see Jays there. No. And if you and if you saw like a a, a pair of Jays on, you know, what's her name? What's Blondie? her name? Blondie. Yeah. If you saw a pair of Jays on Blondie, not creased. We, I mean, yeah. You no, don't need no. the money. Nah, we're out of there. Right. We'll find a we'll find a dirtier Claremont. Um, you know me. I you know me. I well, both of us. We love we love us some weddings. I need to know just a couple quick things. Talk to me. How was the spread? Uh, spread was pretty good. A little light on the apps. Ooh, uh, the cocktail say, hour. Yeah, cocktail hour. You know that there's two things that you do during a cocktail hour. You establish uh your baseline buzz mm -hmm. for the night mm -hmm. that is where you cram all the that's like when you have the most time of just you directly at a bar yes and and then once you've established the buzz you have to establish a little bit of 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 uh some meat in the stomach mm -hmm. so you got to get a couple little apps in there to kind of just you know even things out for the rest of the night top three uh cocktail hour hors d'oeuvres top three um, i'm gonna go um i'm gonna go the 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 usual usually it's there uh either it's usually a calamari and or a coconut shrimp okay this is where i'm gonna start uh cucking you when we do our orders but my number three is going to be the little fucking uh, uh, Reuben, the little Reuben sandwich served on top that's, of the, the the shot of a stout of of stout beer that's at a, Scott Piper's wedding. That's a that's a new thing that these uh, wedding caterers have uh, you know introduced into their arsenal, and we are yeah, I'm with you on the little the little mini well, that's Reubens. mine. Get your own. Oh okay, all right. Well, is that your number three? That's yeah, your number three. I'm that's gonna go uh, cocktail or uh, coconut shrimp. Coconut shrimp is your number two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I am going to go like the um, like the tuna tartare, like the raw tuna on like a chip or some shit like that. Really nicely done there. Mm -hmm. Really nicely done there. I'm. Gonna, I don't know what it's actually called. I'm gonna I'm going to go with a, a broader one. Let me have it. 
because there's usually some type of egg roll. Okay. Whether it's Philly cheese or like their version of like, you know, chili Southwestern. There's usually some type of egg roll. And the number one. Let's say at the same time. <laughs> okay. I'm ready for this. You ready? Three, two, one. Lamb dumpling. lollipops. The lamb lollipop. Wow. I've never had that. Mm. I've never had any lollipop. No? Yeah. Usually there's like a dumpling on there or something. No, lamb lollipop. Lamb lollipop? Yeah. Sounds like you had that this weekend. No. Where was that one at? Uh, that, the most, I, I remember this because I ate like 17 of them at the happy at the, uh, uh, at the happy hour, as I'll call it. Yes. It was uh, a wedding I was at for two doctors at the Breakers in West Palm. And they I told them, keep on coming, and they did. Wow. That's right. That's doctor shit. There's my bona fides. Doctor shit. Mm. Um, so I mean, again, and then again, it's just you know, there's there's tabs that are still open, and I need, and I'm gonna go back to it because we already forgot it, but now it just reminded me again because I'm looking over across to my boy here, and he's massaging his legs. We gotta talk about uh, uh, LGB, uh, LGB, the 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 uh, the Jewish the or JBL, the J- <laughs> LG. <laughs> I got you LeBron talk James. About <laughs> Lyndon Johnson? <laughs> yes. Um, we haven't updated you on the JBL because your boy's just been on the on the IL. Yes. On the injured list. Yes. Had some uh thought I had a hernia, which thankfully I didn't. Right. Had to rehab that a little bit. Yeah, but he had to take some time off because he probably would have gotten the hernia. Yes. And then just some back. I'm, you know, I'm I'm Larry Bird late in his career. You see me at the end of the bench, laying on my stomach, watching the game, ice on the back, and could I look, can I give you eight good minutes? Absolutely. But is but it I'm worth gonna it? pay for it the next week. Right. Exactly. And right now it's just it's touch and go, got the Cairo tomorrow. Right. So he that's why we haven't updated you on that on the uh, in in a while. You know, the boy's been out for good reasons. You know, he does have a real job, he does have things that he has to do. And we just be, we just can't be out here, you know, thirty whatever years old, um, you know, with back and fucking, you know, hernia stuff. Mm. Like we can't do that. Thank you. Thank we can't you for do that. apologizing for me. We can't do that anymore, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just not. It's not worth it. No. Because that's because once that happens, you're not in it. You're not doing JBL stuff anymore. If exactly. you get the hernia this year, guess what? Next year, Mm-mm. not happening. Nope. How's the team doing? Terrible. <laughs> terrible that's what i love to hear you told me this last week uh and you were like yo it's terrible and i loved it because it just it's a reflection on you're not there no we were losing even when i was there we're probably just not losing even more it's terrible um see what you did there guys take note that's how you be humble man thank you you know uh we'll see what happens i don't know if the jbo will continue it might have just been a, a quick career. Herney got him scurred. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, as always, guys, like, subscribe, review. Uh, we told you to slap the shit out of it last week for uh, keep you know, slapping. Keep slapping. Keep slapping. Yeah, Will Smith's still out there. He's still. He's still. He's still. You know. Now we found out that he he was asked to leave. Yes. And he did not. He did not. Kind of a baller move. Um, from what I read, he was asked, uh, and he said no. And then 
Academy went to Chris Rock and said, um, he said, no, what do you want to do? Chris Rock said, all good. Okay. That's what I read. Okay. I'm going with that as the gospel then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just take that slap and, um, you know, pass it on. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the episode. Yeah, let's go. Let's get into the episode because I am excited to hear what you thought of Rick uh, Gretsch. Is that how we, I was like Greish all week? Is uh, if, you, if you say Greish, I don't think that anyone will bat an eye or you, or any uh, music snob will like jump on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is Gretsch. Okay, Rick Gretsch. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked, one of the things that I, that I liked the most about him was what I felt was like the versatility of there was like, you put maybe 15 songs on there of which maybe there was only one or two under the same band name. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's, that's just really cool when you can hear people trying maybe something different that they're not known for, you know, just something new, something a little bit more vulnerable, stuff like that. I like that from musicians. And I know sometimes it can be annoying too, like what we talked about with Clapton a little bit. Right. But f- with him and all the people that you named last week of like people that he played with, to me, that's just dope. Yeah. You know? And yeah. um, Let Me Ride by Ginger Baker's Air Force was one of my favorites. Uh, it was actually, it's, I'm glad you said that because it was one of my favorites too. And it was also, if you remember from last week and uh, if you guys was the last episode, Ginger Baker's Air Force was a band I didn't know about. Really, I was I was not aware of you know. That. Thank you for that admission. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that- the only other thing that I had about that was the more I listen to Blind Faith, the more pissed I got that a album wasn't even that long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, it is really short, except for like there's like five like two minute songs and one 15 minute song. Yes, and then the other thing was I was just pissed that it, it I, that it was short and that's the only one. Right. So that just, I kept, because I listened to the album probably three or four times this week. And I was just like, fuck. Yeah. You know? Like, it's it's just very kind of frustrating. And, and it's unfortunate because you never know what the trajectory could have been if, you know, we're doing the what if game. But mm-hmm. to me, it's always interesting when you go, well, what if they had stuck around? Like, what what could they have been? You well, know? The, the, it's I'm glad you brought that up because it was something that we discussed on last episode where now what's starting to, you know, build as far as a storyline, you know, within this podcast, because this podcast spits truth, what you're starting to see and what you're talking about, that's a reflection of Clapton. That's a, that, that is a reoccurring yeah. theme with Clapton of putting out one album and him not liking and stuff. You could say, like, I mean, Cream was an amazing band and they put out two amazing albums. Those two albums came out literally within a little over, I think it was like 13, a 13 month period. Cause their longevity lasted about two and a half years. Yeah, and then they, they were, were like fucking, a flash in the pan. And when you think about Cream and listen to Cream, that's a tragedy because again you could say the same thing about the what cream because i'm for sure you know what i've always more than blind faith yes for sure yes but you know what's one thing about cream that i've always like thought of because cream 
you know, when they ended, it really gave way to Led Zeppelin because Led Zeppelin started right after them. Um, I'm, I'm almost positive that Led Zeppelin, that iconic uh, poster that everyone always sees with Led Zeppelin when they're out in front of like their, their plane that has yeah. lead on the side, mm -hmm. that was Cream's plane. Cream was the first band to have a, a jetliner. Like a, like a 747 with their name on the side. Cream was the first band that did that. Hmm. And I'm almost positive when they disbanded and Led fucking got big after that first album, uh, they bought it from Cream and then just like re uh, retagged it. I love that. Yeah. So like. I'm picturing them like with a paint roller. It's got Cream underneath it and they're like just painting it black. So that the person in, in, in the per it. Yeah. And the person that like is in charge of doing that. They're huge, like you know, music like fans and like they're like Korean fans, and they're just like this fucking band better be good. Yeah, you know, like talking about yeah. Led Zeppelin. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, because the Cream was that good. Like I always, I love Cream. Well, yeah. Whenever I talk to like my dad, I'm sure like when you talk to like you know your dad and stuff, because my dad always talks about Cream, and he was just like, dude, when Cream disbanded and like Eric like dipped like th like you know like right in, like throughout like in the night, basically, it was a huge blow. And like the music like scene, everyone was like, what? Because they were that big. Yeah. It would be like, you know, any other, you know, huge band like Jimmy and, or, or somebody or like The Who after two hours being like, yo, we're done. It, it would be like, you wow. You'd have to compare it to another band that was also like big, but like also another flash in the pan. Because you can't be like Led Zeppelin after 20 years. I can't believe they broke up. That's different. Well, I'm saying after this like is a two, band like it before they even ascended to their full potential. Right. They actually, were that's on true. The, they were on the way up, and then they they cut what could have been an amazing career as that band short yeah. by by them breaking up. Where yeah. it's different. Where if they're on the decline, it's almost like okay, yeah, but that's expected. Right. You know. Yeah. It's almost more rock and roll that they couldn't just fucking stay together and make good music because. That's rock and roll. And this is why he's my co-host with the Mo host. Mm. You know what I mean? All right. So uh love the rich the, the Rick Gretsch stuff. Yeah, that was uh he was an important, you know, one that I wanted to get in there. Uh that uh that I thought like maybe would turn off people and stuff, but he needs to be in there. No, I thought he was I think he carries more weight than you think or would have expected to, with me at least. And I think that there are other people that maybe were even more popular that you maybe would have given more credit to that I would have put knocked down a couple pegs. Well put. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. how that's how I feel about about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Um Jordan, what did uh what did uh, what did you learn this week? So, I learned this uh shout out to my to my cuzzo Aaron up in up in ATL. Um she lives in a house in a very old uh, I think maybe historically one of the most significant and oldest areas of Atlanta, which is basically center city, Atlanta, very close to that. Not, and, is it, would you say midtown? Uh, not the same shit. No, I don't think so. I don't know exactly where all those sections, but the area that she lives in is called the old fourth ward. Okay. And uh, she lives her street is basically a very historically significant street. There's plaques all over it in front of different houses and stuff like that. Um, and I learned this week that um, a member of Rosa Parks' family lived in her house. Was Rosa Parks Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think originally, maybe that was in Alabama. I don't know. Yeah, that's, you always think like. But either way, um, and then the other cool thing is that right down the street, about five or so six houses. So Aaron lives in the house that one of Rosa Parks' family members lived in. Very cool. And so Martin Luther King's birth house, which is, is apropos for you know a white person taking over a black person's house. Um. Yeah, but I think it's also. I, I don't know because I think there's a whole mix of people in that neighborhood. So, but um, M Martin Luther King Jr.'s house is only about six houses away. Now, there was a midwife. Aunt, rumor has it that there was a, a midwife on the street that would deliver all the babies on in that area. Every uh, area kind of had their own midwife that would basically wow, birth the babies because okay. they weren't going to like hospitals and shit. Right. So. Rumor has it that either Aaron's house or the house next to hers was where the midwife used to live. And everyone would come actually to the house to give birth to the child. So there is actually an off chance that Aaron's house is actually where Martin Luther King Jr. was actually born. Okay, so we're going to need the address to that house so we can look up Dyden. Yeah, yeah, you know where I'm going with it. Okay. We're going to need to look that up. I have it. You were going to need to look that one up. Yeah. Um, but that is what I learned this week. I thought it was very cool. Very cool. It's right down the street from the Ebenezer Especially Church. since I think yesterday was the, um, it was either uh, Martin Luther, uh, MLK's, uh, I don't think it was birthday? his birthday. I think it was the March. The, the Assassination? March. Oh, oh, oh. The or maybe, or maybe it, was, it, was, it was some type of anniversary. Something about Martin Luther King? Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I learned this week. Uh, Alex, what did you learn this week? So I want to talk about the Pony Express. Okay. Um, the Pony Express was a... A little offshoot, kind of sort of the uh, postal service back in the day in the wild, wild was west. Was it not like the first postal service? I, it was. It was. Okay. Yeah. The postal service was still trying to get their shit together. And um, wild, wild west days and stuff. So I first want to read the, um, the promo for you for the Pony Express and then give you a little bit more after that. Okay. The, um, as you can see, I'm going to read it right off of there. The, the poster that went up everywhere was wanted for the Pony Express. Um, young, skinny, wiry fellows, not over 18, must be experts in riding and willing to risk death daily. Orphans preferred. What? Wages are $25 per week. Apply at the Pony Express stables in St. Joseph, Missouri. Wow. Orphans? Preferred. <laughs> oh my God. What a great what well, a great what a great they two gave sentences that they you just, just said. give you like that's the type of like job interview where you go in and you know, nowadays in college they teach you, hey, at the end of the interview, ask questions. Because mm. it makes you seem more professional yeah, like engaged now this is a job interview where you don't there's no questions to be asked because they told you you're gonna fucking probably die yeah and we need you to be under 18 preferably an orphan that no one gives a fuck about okay wow what 
could you have put together sign me up <laughs> like what could you have put together like a, a less appetizing like group of words for a job well this is this is the thing that i loved about it was let's break that because you know me i'm a fucking annoying heady can you, guy can you can you hit me with it one more time yes pony express yeah oh and it says apply within 10 days or less Oh yeah, like you, like you just can't. Uh, day eleven, sorry. And it says from Saint the, the Pony Express is from Saint Joseph, Missouri, to Mi- California, Missouri, Missouri. Okay. Wanted, young, skinny, wiry, wiry fellows. <laughs> this is what it says. I know I might talk. Young, skinny, wiry fellows, not over eighteen, must be an expert in riding and willing to risk their death. Daily. Break. <laughs> line, stop, stop. line, line. Orphans preferred. Wages, $25 per week. Apply at the Pony Express Stables in St. Joseph, Missouri. Does it have a year on there by any chance? Um, I, uh, I, I have a, yes, I have, yeah, I have or a. Or what I, year did it start? 1861. Um... Let's see. Now I'm gonna I, I'm gonna read you just a little bit more about the job <laughs> the job offer. That's about actually. I have it right here. I have it here. Oh, you have it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, if you adjust the twenty five dollar wage per week for inflation, it comes out to approximately eight hundred and fifty dollars per week, or three uh thirty thirty four hundred dollars a month, which comes out to forty thousand and eight hundred dollars a year. Assuming you don't take any days off, <laughs> which is very important. Yeah. Wow. Um, although it provided a very vital service, the Pony Express was a financial disaster. It went bankrupt in just 18 months. It started in 1861. It was done in by 18, uh, October 26th of 1860. Uh, 18, I'm sorry. It started in April 3rd of 1860, and it went till October 26th, 1861. And um, it went bankrupt in 18 months due to the completion of the Transcontinental Telegraph, which was on April 24th, 1861. I actually just watched a documentary on the Transcontinental Telegraph. It's freaking amazing. Okay. They... The uh, there was these two guys. There was there was two guys that were like you know you know they took Edison's telegraph. We're talking about like you know the SOS stuff on the you know yeah, the clicking. Um, the fuck is it called? What? What is the clicking called? Um, Morse the, code. The, Boom. Yes. Yeah, but it was done on the telegraph. Yeah. Um, I want to before just because I I wasn't gonna do this, but now that I have your attention, mm. I want to pose to you. The trans the transcontinental um, um, uh, telegraph. Continental. 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 Yeah, there you go. Okay. Which means they were linking one side to London to New York, basically. Okay. Yeah. How so? They had to lay. They had to lay cable. You know, for the telegraph to like you know go through countries. Mm-hmm. How do you think? That was done. No fucking clue. They start from both sides and meet in the middle. 
Exact opposite. So two boats, they 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 start meet, in the middle. They, they meet up right in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Hi. Hello. And one has like just this fucking roll of cables. Hey, how you doing? And on one side, it's connected to like, you know, it's one telegraph. And then he, the, he gives her that to the London uh, uh, boat. And then the other one that's, you know, that's going to go back towards the U.S. Goes back towards there. And that one's connected to their telegraph. And then they both go, all right, let's go. And then they both go on their separate ways back to London. And then the whole time while they were doing it, they're sending telegraphs to make sure that, it's you know, the connected. cable, yeah, that they're lying. Is still connected. What the fuck? Such an engineering feat. Like absolutely crazy engineering Dope. feat. Yeah. And it actually didn't work the first time. They laid it and they both made one made to London, one made to New York. And it made it. And then like after about a day and a half, there was no signal. Dolphin chewed through it. Yeah. So then they had to then they had to like redo the cable basically, like make it thicker. And then they uh did the same exact thing again and then it worked it connected and then you know obviously technology and we got to where we are today but i mean think about that dude just like boats me up in the middle and then like all right let's go what if they were like three feet short my <laughs> and they couldn't add more line to it um there's no way you 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 map it out to me, it, it was more of like, <laughs> like, wh why? Why, like, because you know how to be so expensive. I mean, for the, the community also the like, world, bro. Also, the, the, when I was watching the documentary, the other thing I learned, too, was like, you know, the ocean ain't that deep. I'm just picturing like somehow the the line gets like pushed up to like a current and then like the small little John boat is just like a little 10 foot. Right. Just, yeah. And right. it just goes right and it just hits it. Yeah. And that just cuts off London to New York. Right. Exactly. So. All right. Uh, and I digress. Um, the uh, although it provided. Yeah, OK. Yeah. Uh, back in 1841. News of uh, news of President William Henry and, uh, Harrison's death took 110 days to reach Los Angeles. With the establishment of the transcontinental telegraph, the communication between the East and the West Coast became nearly instantaneous. So it it, it lasted for about you know 13 months. And the ponies, orphans, orphans preferred. If there's put any, that on a shirt. I mean, it's just. I like wiry fellows because that means they don't want to put it's they're they're willing to put on the uh, promo. Hey, you could die daily. Hey, we want orphans. But wiry fellows to me says, hey, you need to own a gun. They definitely they definitely gave you a bag full of mail and a bag full of guns. When that when you left, right. that's exactly what they did. You're like, wait, two bags? I thought I was only delivering one today. And they're like, yeah, these are your guns. You're gonna use these all the way through Texas. Drop them off in Oklahoma. Yeah, the guy says, what? I thought you were just giving me a bag of mail. There's another bag here full of guns. And then the supervisor turns to like, you know, his mate and goes, classic orphan. Yeah, <laughs> definitely doesn't have parents. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, all right, that's a great one. I would put that up uh, up there for you. 
Really? Maybe, yeah. For me, yes. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, I thought. Okay, cool. Damn. All right. All right. Um, let's get into. We had the Grammys this weekend, mm. and I know you were busy, so you probably were not able to watch. No. But I don't know if you remember last year's Grammys. It was really good. Grammys are one of the few, like all of the award shows are kind of lame. They usually do it right. But the Grammys do it right. And especially last year, they killed it. Well, I think a big component of why, like, if you ask me what the best award shows were, they're always going to be music related. Right. Because the performances, like, and and honestly, credit to, like, even, uh, like, the VMAs. Like, uh, yeah, because they, I would put them before. Well, the other thing that I loved about it is it'd be like, they're doing an award show around a performance, not performances around an award show. Look at you. I do what I can. You know, there, there are moments in every single episode because I, 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 I gotta come clean. I'm trying to fire you at every moment, mm. you know, uh, and there's, and there's just moments in every episode. That's what I give you. I give you just enough to hold on. <laughs> God, Ellie, you are fucked. Mm. Um, let's talk about the Grammys. What do you got? Um, Silk Sonic. Which one did they? Was it for R and B? No, Jasmine Sullivan actually, which I was very happy oh, about. Dope. Yes, one best R and B. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Jazz. Um, uh, Silk Sonic won Record of the Year. Uh. And they won a couple. How do we of, feel about that? Oh, we love that. The Grammy of the year? No. See, oh, damn you, damn you. I was hoping you weren't going to do this, and and I swear to God, I'm not even lying. I was like, if if Jordan does when I, when I say this, if Jordan does this, I'm gonna be so disappointed in okay. the music industry, and it's and it's your fault because I, I hold you to a higher standard. When people say that was a good record, you won record of the year talking about one song album of the year is the whole record okay so which one won it it was uh not um uh, uh leave the door open it was uh oh I, the it, other one yeah it was the After other one that? Mm -hmm. leave the door open was the best smoke out the window you smoke out the window yes okay. yes yes okay um, so silk sonic uh they cleaned up uh they won two other ones uh as well not as you know big but like it was like which you know you know what fuck it we're talking um i hate the award that they give away in the grammys for it's always like best hip hop performance best rock performance best r&b performance yeah what the fuck does that mean it's like that's, any live performance it, that's it's not a no it's it's like the music video like that's what i'm with you like i don't know what it means it's ambiguous it's very ambiguous mm. you know it's like because they haven't been on tour yeah so, like, what do you mean performance? Just, like, them together? You mean the album that they made? So, I I did see that Tyler got it for best rap album. Mm -hmm. And I had no problem with that. Yes. I was actually just like, there's no questions here, your honor. I'm good. Dramatic? Uh, yeah. Uh, Gangsta Grill, shout out. Yeah. Um, to me, I had no problems with that. I think he's come so far in just so, to someone that was just generally disinterested with him and to what he has now made. And now I need to hear everything that he makes. Right. And that I think is how you progress as an artist. Yes. 
Yes, exactly. I mean, obviously, I'm on the Talia train because I just saw him. But yes, you know. Uh, so Silk Silk Sonic cleaned up, and they also opened up the show. They 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 played opened up the show. Mm-hmm. Stupid. I gotta go back and watch. It. You gotta go Fuck. back on all of the performance that I talk about right now. You gotta go back and watch. Okay. But uh, they opened it up, and I will go into uh, Chris Stapleton here. Um, Chris Stapleton, uh, for for those who don't know, he's a country guy, and he uh, he also won a Grammy, but he also uh uh played he had a he had a, he had a, a live he had a performance at the Grammys. That guy, he fucking slayed Jordan. Yeah. It was amazing. I'm writing these down. It was it was yeah. absolutely amazing. It was music. It was one of the best I had I we actually I actually had a couple listeners texting me live like did you just see that? It was amazing. Chris Stapleton absolutely threw down and just to stay on the train of live performances and put this one at the top of your list, mm. Nas. Nas yeah. did a live performance, dog. Was it, did he do King's Disease too? Uh, uh, no, he actually did all. He did. He did he a did quick like, little run through of the of the that. dopes of the dopesies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a must. Gotta see the Nas. All right, I'm watching those. Review them from next week. Boom. Done. Um, now let's go into this. There's a lot of people real pissed off and, and you know me, I love, uh, when people are pissed off, I love diving head first into the controversy pool. Yes. Uh, Louis CK won uh, best comedy album mm. guys. We need to talk about it. Listen. Okay. Listen, we preach all the time on this beautiful podcast that we are all part of because we're a family we're a cult we are just you can't fuck with this a revolution you gotta separate the art from the artist okay if we're gonna do it for r kelly and michael jackson we gotta do it for louis ck all the people bitching about louis ck better always tell the dj to stop playing michael jackson whenever they're out at the bar exactly keep that same energy that's how you have to be because that's what you're saying the guy fucking won it i don't want to hear like oh well the comedy album that he won for you know he's fucking talking about the shit that he's got he got canceled for because it's funny and the funniest comedians and the funniest like jokes are the self-deprecating ones it is what it is. I, once again, I'm just like, okay, that's fine. I love Dave Chappelle. He says some fucked up stuff. He, all comedians, for the most they part, all do. do. That's like part of their job. They're shock jocks. That's what it is. If you're not into it, don't listen to comedy. And that's it. That's it. Don't want to hear it, though. Done. The people that are just like, how could they? Guess what? Separate it or get the off the ship. Uh, and most of, the, most of the people, you know, like... All the movies that you're watching, half of those people are fucking terrible people. You, you like Apocalypto? You like you like Lethal Weapon? Guess what? Mel Gibson was in that bitch. Mm. Okay? And he's an anti-Semite. Yeah. Okay? So don't that's it. Um now we are super happy with uh album of the year. It was mm-hmm. uh John Baptiste. Do I even know this guy? You do and you don't. You do and you don't. He had an amazing album, and you know, and I, I want to say this about four years ago, the Grammys were really rocked by a lot of really big bands that called them out and said, "You guys are giving away these awards to like dumbass shit." 
you know, like Beyonce's and Taylor Swift's or whatever they, you know, they they thought were dumbass yeah, shit. Like the political wasn't choice. about it wasn't about the music, and there was you know it was about this and that. Grammys have now. I've heard you recalibrate. And now in the last few years, they've gotten most of them correct. Now let's be real guys. Does do the Taylor Swifts and like the Olivia Rodrigo's and, and, and the Megan stallions and Cardi B's of the world. Do they make like, are they Jimi Hendrix? Probably not. But did they make fucking albums that were like kind of good that year that were super popular? Yeah, they did. So they need to get fucking recognized. Okay. Yeah, they each have their own category. Right. You know, so I'm fine with that. So kudos to the Grammys for giving the album of the year, you know, to uh, John Baptiste because it wasn't an amazing album and he's super deserving. Um, one other thing I want to also shed light on. <laughs> guess? And I know it's producer of the year is the award. But guess who got producer of the year? Uh, I'll just let you know. Mr. Jack Antonoff, and you don't know who he is, but I will let you know. Jack Antonoff is the absolute brilliant mind behind almost all of your favorite uh, pop stars that you hear on the radio. You know what I mean? Your Lord, your Taylor Swifts and stuff. Mm -hmm. He's the guy that produces like a lot of those songs. He wins. Alex. Because he's going to talk about it. He has to fact check. Just This is like the fourth time I had to fact check. And this is the last time I have to fact check. Don't ever fact check again. Guess, guess who Jack Antonoff produced this year. And also was co-writing on their albums. Taylor Swift. Mm. Taylor. I see what you're doing. You here. see what I'm doing now? Now I do. Taylor. Now that you said it. Taylor. You're out here yelling at the gorillas. You're out here yelling at Damon Albarn and the gorillas for calling you out because you don't write your own shit. Don't make us put the wigs on. You don't write your own shit. Okay? Mm. And I and I just went, did it even more of a deep dive. Why'd you put his name on the album then? Yeah. It's co-written. There's tons of shit that's co-written by Jack and other, your team of writers, Taylor. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? So stop that fucking writing shit. You don't write your own shit. Okay. That's it. Uh, I agree. Now, two more other th uh, two two other things here. Uh, Doja Cat. I don't know if you uh, Jordan are familiar with her little breakdown and how she said she just quit music. Uh, I saw murmurs of this on the interwebs. She uh, had to cancel a show wherever it was at for, for good reasons. Uh, I, forget, I forget exactly what they were, but they were good reasons that she had to cancel the show. Um, and fans were, you know, pissed about it and giving her shit. And then she got, you know, all up in her fucking feels and she didn't like all the mentions and stuff. And she's told Twitter and everybody, I quit music. Fuck you guys. You don't fucking, you know, you don't appreciate, mm -hmm. which is laughable yeah okay absolutely it's laughable yeah you're a celebrity you're the limelight this Deal is what it. happens yep okay leo leo bruce willie all the all the big timers they all get their fucking fair share of people that hate them oh definitely you know what i mean but she you know she did the whole thing i'm out she even went a step further when other people were asking her she's like no, no no i'm fucking out like you know she doubled down 
She's at she wins uh she wins for one of her records uh with Megan Stallion or whatever the fuck it was, and she's up there receiving her award. And my girl needs to go to acting school. She's fake crying. She's really bad at fake crying. And she's up there, she's like, oh, I'm so like and the speech was terrible. She barely thanked anyone, and everyone I think was obviously waiting for her to acknowledge the elephant in the room. With her, like, that quitting, she's not quitting, that she's not quitting, uh huh. You know, and she never did. And she was so happy to receive, you know, her first Grammy and stuff. Doja, you are tiptoeing on the fucking you're on notice train. Mm. Okay. Okay. You're tiptoeing. You're tiptoeing towards it. You're tiptoeing towards it. Okay. You're not Jay-Z, okay? You're not uh, Jay-Z after the Black Album and say you're retired, and then you come back from retirement and everybody's A-okay with it. You're not there, Mm. okay? It's like, to me, though, it's always part of a, like, someone that is in the game a long time. Like, it's not really a retirement as much as it's, like, an extended hiatus or even a hiatus or a break or whatever you want to call it. But I feel like everyone, if you have a 20-year musical career... At some point, you're going to do the I quit thing. It's part of, like, the career arc. Right. Where you're like, you know, I quit. And I think Jay-Z stayed away for, like, a year. Right. You know, and then he's like, I'm, I'm putting and another I think album came, out. And, and then I think he came back with uh, N-Words in Paris with Kanye. I think that was, like, one of the first ones he came back with. I think it was, too. But whatever. Uh, Doja, you are tiptoeing on the, on, the, on the notice train. Okay. And we don't want to do it. We won't. But not yet. But but no, we will, and we will be super satisfied with that stuff because your music's just all right. It's just yeah. I. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're done with Doja. Last one here. What we got? gotta talk about. We need to have. I don't know if it's right now, but we need to have a serious conversation, Jordan, about these celebrities that are out here wearing wild shit. <laughs> Justin Bieber showed up to these Grammys. I saw Did it. Did you see it? I saw it. Travis Barker as well was in there. Didn't see his. This isn't fashion. Your 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 long ass suits and stuff that look like they're made for Shaq or whoever the fuck they're made for. They don't look good. Okay? What if that's what happened? What if he was in LA, like hit traffic, couldn't get back to the house? <laughs> Shaq's house is on the way. And and he's like, all right, big fella, go inside. Just grab a suit. And he just went inside and grabbed the you do smallest. A really, you do a really good shack there. Thank you. And he goes in and, you know, because they're boys. And he just gets the smallest suit he can find. And that was it. This shit don't look good, bud. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. That's where we're going to go with. You know what? We're giving you the pass now. Shaq, Shaq happens to still have his house right next to, uh, well, no, this see, no, see, the Grammys were in Vegas. So does Shaq. I was Shaq's say, got a house there, too. He's got one there? Oh, yeah. You stopped by. Yep. You know? It was on the way. These long suits, Duke. Listen, Duke. Duke. Listen, Duke. Listen. I need you. Let me bring, let me bring the fucking, let me bring it a little closer. Listen, Duke. Your long ass fucking blazers and shit, 
and your fucking your suit your your suit pants that are just fucking you got curls on curls at the bottom because it's just way too long and we won't even talk about the fucking they're not sneakers they're like they're not even like the cool weird they're moon like boots platforms yeah that you're wearing listen duke i don't know what you're trying to do don't care what you're trying to do it don't look good, especially when you're fucking standing next to your fine ass wife, uh, uh, Baldwin stuff. Haley. Yeah, Haley. It doesn't look good, bud. But let's go even further. All right, do I still have your attention, Mr. Bieber? Okay, good. Let's go even further. When you go up on the stage at the Grammys, because you have to perform, you gotta keep wearing that suit. He went. He. He goes up. He goes up on the performance because Bieber was, was playing that night. How was and he, he? It was really good. He he brought the piano and he's playing the piano because you know the guy's talented shit. Mm-hmm. And he and he killed. Wasn't wearing the suit. He was wearing like you know performance a, gear, a cool a cool t shirt and like a, some cool like leather pants and stuff. No 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 no. Now we're back now 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 the microphone's back closer. No no no, Duke. Listen, you keep wearing that Shaq suit, okay? You keep wearing that when you're up there performing because you look like shit. And when you take it off, now we know. But you didn't sound like shit. You're doing something. But you didn't sound like shit. But you're doing something. This, I mean, you saw the pictures. You can't see their hands. Where are your hands? I'm right there with you. Where are your fucking hands, man? It looked like shit. Everyone else is looking fly. Yeah. What are you doing, man? Like, I don't appreciate that. Um, I don't know what to say, but it doesn't look good. And and, and, and another one, I don't mean to cut you off, and and, and actually I do mean to cut you, you off because that's all I do off. on this fucking podcast. Is he did it last year too? He wore the blazer last year that looked like dog shit, the fucking cream colored blazer, and it was long as fuck. What are you doing? I think that's just like the like the fashionable thing now is to do something that looks stupid. Yeah, that's what the yeah. youngins like. Is it? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You guys, text in and let us know if that's what you think is cool. Because again, when he did his performance, he had he took the suit off and he had like these, you know, you'll love us. Ready? He had these cool ass like you know leather fucking pants on. Had like you know just like a t shirt on or whatever, and then had a backwards fucking MLB cap on. That's cool though. What are you doing, Duke? Which one is it, Duke? Mm. You know what I mean? No, I'm not a fashionable guy. I'm not a fashionable guy. No, but needs to be talked about. Okay, what you're doing? I know. I know what you're doing. Stop it. Just put the tank on and let it and let it ride. Three zero five seven four one thirty six seventy one. Let us know what you think about Bieber, please. So uh, uh, let's move on here. We have the uh, the movie mash. We got we got a, we got a new segment. Movie mashups. Um, before we get into it though, I want to talk about Bridgerton. Okay. Okay. And I watched, um, you did not watch it. Tinder Swindler. You watched it. I'm going to, I'll tell you about it when it's my turn. I'm going to allow you the floor first. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I am a, a curveball has come in and I was not ready for it. I, I threw down the sign for fastball. You threw the curveball and uh, it, it came into the strike zone, but the umpire did not give it to us because 
uh, I was out of position for it. I don't, that's another like little thing within the game of baseball. If you are a catcher and you ask for a fastball and you fuck up the signs between the pitcher and the pitcher throws a curveball and say the pitcher throws that curveball as a strike, but I think it's a fastball. So like my, my you frame it wrong. I frame it wrong. The umpire almost nine out of 10 times just because it was strike will not give it to you because you guys fucked up. I don't know what, what that metaphor is supposed to mean. So I don't, I can't tell if you like it, if you liked it or not. Um, so, uh, no, I like that you, I, the metaphor was because of what I was going to start. I was, was going to do British and stuff, but I was also going to yell you because I started to feel like you don't ever watch any of these suggestions I give you, but you do. Yeah. Okay. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Bridgerton. Good God. Slit my throat now. <laughs> So how far in did you get? I got first episode and then 10 minutes into the ep the second one. And I was just like, I was questioning our whole friendship. Well, it's not like this it's was fucking terrible. I mean, I don't it's not know even how close to, to my style. No, of course not. Like, I don't care whose tits I get to see at the end of the second fucking season. Yeah, it's a long way off. Jesus Christ. So no. So fuck no. Okay. Fuck no. Well, it was very similar on the Tinder. Not family. done. Oh, okay. And I felt I felt weird and bad about the Bridgerton stuff. And last night I rewatched um the uh Wheels of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Because remember, I didn't like that one either. Where, what was that on? Netflix. It's still there? Still there. Babe, know what we're watching tonight. So rewatch it again. Okay. Not fucking good, man. No! And I was like, I, and I was like watching, I was like, God, I felt like I laughed more the first time, and now like, I really don't like it. All right. 305-741-3671, Wheels of Fortune. Everyone go watch it, and I want everyone's reviews next week. Um. Okay. Funny or not funny? Yes. Text us. Yeah. So okay. Now floor is yours. Okay. Tinder swindler. Uh. Dumb fucks. I. It's a movie. So I got probably. So when I say I watched it, I mean I started it, and that's what I. And was we went into at. this knowing that like this isn't your fucking style. No, because for the first blonde chick that's like talking, I'm just like. Wanting just to headbutt my my own head into a wall with it was just I, I couldn't continue to watch it beyond like I got like 20, 25 minutes in and I said, babe, I'm going to go read in the other room. Not watching this. How's that book? Good. I'm, I'm down a deep, uh, a deep crime uh, novel. Harry Bosch starting from the beginning. Books okay. one through 18. OK, um, so. But yeah, shitty. Those women are stupid, and like, and you were just over it. It's everything about Instagram, and it's everything about everyone's online persona that I hate the most. Which, yep, which drives me away from wanting to interact with people that I like. Yep, because I want to, but I am subjected to all that other stuff. I feel like just by by proxy of even being on it. Mm -hmm. So I just don't, I, that's what makes me hate the world that we live in. Yeah. That's, that's a great simple, assessment. Simplest way to put it. Great assessment. Yeah. 
simpler times. You watched it uh, with your wife. Did she? I think she kept have watching a, it. Did she keep? Did she, she have we, a whatever? She, she's. I mean, she's, that's not really her thing either. No, and she was kind of like me, where like as soon as like the same mistake was made twice, right? We, we both were just like, we both put our hands in the air and we're just like. Wait, she's doing it again? And, and, you, and, you, and you just know that the you, rest of the documentary is just going to go like that. And and that's the thing. It's like, okay, I took a little taste. I know what the sandwich tastes like. I'm good. It's like when you're when it's you're you you you're watching the movie and you already know the ending. Yes. Like you can forecast the ending. Don't need to watch it. In the first five minutes. Yep. So Tinder Swindler, not for me. I tried. I I, I persevered through about uh, a full Seinfeld episode. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I was, yeah, I was ready to lay into you on, you know, not watching the stuff that I ever recommend to you. I actually, we passed over another movie recommendation that you made. Uh, I didn't tell you, but I bought a gigantic TV and it came yesterday. It is fucking massive. We, I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. TV got here yesterday. What's the inches on that bad boy? Uh, just a uh, just a cool eighty-seven. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit! It is you fucking ginormous. It takes up the entire wall. Pretty perfect. Yeah, perfect. I just put on like uh, Animal Planet, like the the first thing. That's you know what, what you. Mean? <laughs> yeah. You what? Know. Yeah. What's the first thing when you get a new TV and it's not NFL uh, season? The first thing you put on is some Nat Geo. Yeah, like the animal, like the R. You want to see the 4K in its fucking finest form. Oh, you're I put not... on the jungle episode. I was right. looking at like close-ups of tree frogs. Yeah, you're going yeah. to like Disney Plus and putting on the, the live action fucking, you know, Lion King. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. And then we watched, I was like, let's watch an action movie. Like a, and we watched Venom 2 and it was fucking Oh, fucking I love terrible. how, I just love you. I love what you, how you've broken in the TV. Yeah. I love what you've done. Bad start. I love what you've done. Bad start. So good. 80 so, fucking, damn, 80 and change. That's yeah. how it's done. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a big boy. You happy? I'm sending you a picture. Later. You happy? Yes. Where'd you, where'd you grab it from? Uh, Brandsmart. Did you? Delivered right to the house. Brandsmart's dope, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom, my, my mom put me on that when uh, I, I got the house, and I didn't know. I didn't know they got it all. It makes the fifty-five inch that we had uh, look like. The, what were you doing? The smallest little child I've ever seen. What were you doing before? I'm sending you a picture when I get home. You're gonna be like, "That's fucking ginormous." I'm, I'm, I, I know. I love it. I love this. Yes, love that. Just kept that in. Mm. Wasn't even going to mention it. Golly. You made me. Uh, but speaking of movies, we have uh, our new segment. It's called Movie Mashups. Let's go. Let's get into it. And, Explain it. Yeah. And there's there's two different ways that I actually came up with these. So the first is you you take uh, like a classic movie. And because the way it started was I was going to say, what would be a way that you would change one of your classic or favorite movies. You get to change the ending. Mm -hmm. You know, this person dies, they don't die, they go on to do this. And then I said, instead of just changing the end of the movie, how could you weave it into another movie? And then, so that's the movie mashup. And then the other way is one movie can end and that person's character continues into another movie. I think when we were talking about that, we were 
the the off the you know the dola we did because it was Will Smith like we did like the <laughs> I'm Legend thing. No, no, no. Or, so the first one, it? the first one we came up with was Independence Day. Right. But at the end, <laughs> yeah, the it. aliens win, and they take over the Earth. But they forgot about this little Costa Rican island out in the ocean. And they go there, and they find the dinosaurs of Jurassic Park. Yep. And somehow the 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 the, the dinosaurs take over and once again rule the earth. Yeah. And so that was that's how the movie mashups work. So another thing, 305-741-3671. If you guys come up with some good ones, I want you to send them in voicemail, text, let us know who you are because I got a nice list here, and I think you're gonna like them. Spielberg. Hit record. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so the, the this is one I think you're gonna love. So the 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 group of kids they get ET back to the ship. Okay. okay. Yep. But instead of the movie ending there, ET does phone home. And who does he phone home to? He gets up into space and he meets his bigger brothers from Alien. And they come on down. That's your new movie. Boom. Fuck. Man. Because everyone thinks, you know, phone home's good stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you phone home and it's not so uh, not so bueno at the casa. Yeah. Sometimes you call home, you know, to mom and dad and say, I need a little extra change in the fucking bank account. And they say, you're on your own. Yeah. No. Or, or in what I think what you're saying the parents say okay and then they grab the u-haul and they come up mm. and they snatch you up and bring you exactly back home so the next one i have is actually i think we talked about this but is an actually i think not only is this genius because it's the same character in both movies but the timelines actually match up perfectly okay so the titanic hits the iceberg this right time, ahead. This time, Rose dies and Jack lives. Which is what we all wanted, I think. Yes. Jack makes it to America, be, uh, becomes a success, turns into the Great Gatsby. Boom. Ready for this? I love that. Turns into the Great Gatsby, but then Gatsby, Leo, mm -hmm. turns. then it turns into Inception. He goes insane. Love that. He goes insane. Goes to uh, Shutter, Shutter Park. Island. Shutter Island. Boom. He goes to Shutter Island. Love that. Love yeah. it. Okay. Maybe same time piece too. See, you get it. Yes. Okay. See what we're doing, guys? Okay. <laughs> really like that this one. This one. This one. That is, one's got some legs. This one is. is <laughs> this one's going to make you laugh. Okay. <laughs> Friday, where Ice Cube knocks out Debo and. And instead of it being a good thing, galvanizing thing, he becomes the drug kingpin of South Central L.A. and links up with none other than Denzel in Training Day. <sighs> okay. Okay. That's a movie. Okay. Right? Yes. Okay. I like, do you like that one? I love that one. This one, um, I don't know how I feel about it, but I, I, I just tossed it in there. And you're going to be, you could put the judge wig on for this one. Snatch. 
but he moves. Uh, 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 Brad Pitt moves to the United States to take up boxing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and comes right into Rocky. I thought you were gonna do Fight Club. Oh yeah, Fight Club. That's where I thought you were going. Damn it! That no no no, it's okay. It's okay. No, that one's better though. That's what we do. Fuck. He moves. He moves to the United States and, he and f- then he starts a fight. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. That's it. Because in Snatch, he's, I mean, he's hes whooping one people's ass. One hit wonder. He's whooping people's ass. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay I think you're going to like this one too. Not sure if you've seen this first movie, but Dog Day Afternoon, uh, Al Pacino robs the bank and him and Fredo escape where to miami who do they become next scarface boom these get better and better do they they get better and better that one's really nice you like that That one's really nice thank you and then i have i've got one last one here uh and that is jumanji Mm -hmm. but robin william escapes moves to boston Becomes a psychologist in Goodwill Hunting. I mean, this is like I said. There's moments. There's moments in every pod. There you go. That's it. That's it. And that's how you do a movie mashup. That's how you do a movie mashup. So three zero five seven four one thirty six seventy one. Try not to do like obscure movies that we all haven't seen. Those are not fun for anyone. Nope. I tried to go with the blockbusters. Be fun with it. And, you know, have a little, let's all have a little fun together. Yes. So um, let's get out of this mash. And I think it's time to uh, uh, hit the cock. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right, let's go. Okay, let's get in the peacock, but before we get in the peacock, because when the uh, musical bed was playing there, we got an update on from last week. The uh, what was the name of the restaurant that you went to? Guys, uh, guys, 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 friend, guys. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Zengel, uh, Zach Engel, who uh, has a restaurant in Chicago. We just got the news. Uh, just a moment ago. That's where you had like the fire beats. Where, where, where was yep, right? Yep, yep. The Mediterranean kind of you know Israeli fusion restaurant um, just got awarded a Michelin star. And that's what I wanted to bring up with you. I say Michelin. You say Michelin. My question is, I say Michelin for tires. Is they're not the same? They are right they're from the same company the same company yes what's up with that i don't know i don't know either actually i do know is the tire company handing out so they used to come up with a guide back in the day that basically was like uh, if you're driving through this area on our tires you should go to these restaurants and it basically started as a list of good restaurants that they would basically just be like yeah when you're traveling and driving on those Michelin tires or Michelin tires, go to these restaurants. 
And then they started giving him more tiers, like one, two, or three stars. Is your is your uh is is your relationship and your marriage definitely solidified? No. I want in. Yeah, you yeah, you're in, bro. You're already in. I don't even what know. What you just ask. did there, I'm bound up right now. Yeah. I'm bound up. That's what you learned this week. How do you know that? I don't know. I just do. How do you know that? I re- I read a lot. It's Michelin. Michelin tires, Michelin star. Oh, are you doing why are you saying Michelin? Is that is that is know. that a Jew I feel thing? Like that's just how fucking or? like the fucking French people say it. This guy, you know this 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 guy goes to you know New Orleans one time, and by one time I mean like this is his fourth time, and he takes one cooking class out there, mm. and now he's just trying. He's just Mister Petty. That's me. I'm a flatty daddy. This week's peacock are, is the Hollies. The Hollies. The Hollies. Okay. Um, you have heard of them and, uh, you know them because, uh, just like actually, uh, that you were also telling me your, one of your go-to karaoke songs is give me back my bullets, uh, by, by, uh, by, uh, by Skinner. It's give me back my bullets is also a go-to touch tune songs for you. I believe yes to play. In the right setting. In the right setting. And the Hollies is uh has a song that is also a go-to of mine, uh Long Cool Woman with a Black Dress. Okay. So yeah. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Uh as always, guys, uh Peacocks and Music. I, I know actually I know, but I don't care. We don't care when we have to explain this every time. No. Because this is why we explain the Peacocks and Music playlist that, that's on Spotify. We do it because you may not know this this podcast is huge. Yeah. And there's people that are just now being introduced. And we get emails all of the time saying, yo, where is it at? Can't find it, blah, blah. So we have to just always educate you. The Peacocks and Music playlist is on Spotify exclusively. It's called Peacock, Peacocks and Music. All of the music that you will hear uh, for every Peacock, for every episode, is all on there. That's where you find it. Okay? Got it. Chill out. Jesus. So the Hollies. 1962 to present. Rock and roll band, baby. Uh, Started out of uh, Salford, England. The band uh, was formed by best best friends Alan Clark and Graham Nash. Uh, the original band formed, uh, and they were called the Deltas, but uh, didn't really like that name of the band. Yeah, I mean, COVID, right? COVID for sure. And they switched it up to the Hollies because what you should already be thinking, and, you know, they were for Buddy Holly. Mm-hmm. You know, as all of those early 60s bands were, especially out of England, they were huge fans of Buddy Holly. Um, now, it, this happens, uh, this is like the third or fourth time that, you know, I, I, when I've done these, these Peacocks and referred to Buddy Holly, it always strikes a thing in me of like, should I have already done Buddy Holly as a Peacock? No, I'm not going to do Buddy Holly as, as a Peacock because he's on that realm of Jimi Hendrix 
and you know just people that we're not going to go over. You need to know who they are, okay? They're too big. It's your own responsibility to have gone and done your own homework on exactly. that. Exactly. You, you shouldn't have to be digging through this podcast for that. Right. Like, you guys, you know Buddy Holly. Maybe you don't know his music, but you fucking know Buddy Holly. And it's the same reason why we're not going to do Led Zeppelin or The Who or any of those type of bands. Because you already know them. Just because you haven't, like, you know, listened to them and you're not well-versed into them, that's on you okay so in january of 1963 um they were uh discovered at the cavern club uh in in england by ron richards who uh was uh kind of an executive assistant producer of um uh of a record label and he was also one of the assistant producers on the very first Beatles session. He's an assistant wow. producer on it because we all know that the main producer on pretty much every single Beatles record was uh, Sir George Martin. But he was a chart. But he was an assistant producer on you know one of the very first Beatles rec- uh, Beatles sessions. And Mr. Ron Richards. Um, you know, asked them to audition for the record label on the spot, and uh, they audition for it. Um, and they do a cover of uh, this uh, early 60s garage rock band called the Coasters, a song called Just Like Me. And they were not only uh, hired on the spot, they got a record deal right there on the spot, but that song uh, actually became one of their it, it did become their very first hit on the the first album they put down out on that record label and this is a band that turned out hits this is one we haven't had this in a while where this band the hollies had chart toppers on almost every fucking record hmm. and um mr ron richards actually uh, sticks with the band, very smart guy, and produces every one of their albums. Okay, which is I feel like rare, right? It's it's rare, but also I give kudos to Ron Richards because he not only discovered the band, saw that they had talent, had you know the producing background you know with him, but he also had the you know the mindset of like I'm gonna actually produce all of these people and he never wavered from it because especially back like back then even now too you know those producers they went around once you hit one big album everybody wanted you yeah but he always ron richards always produced every one of their albums and he is a guy in the background of all the things that we're that we will talk about in this peacocks and records because he has just much to do with their just chart topping hits as as the band so um they uh then after that the next album they quickly scored another you know huge top uh uh uh, top 10 hit 
with the song Stay in 1964. Again, I want you to pay attention to these years, these numbers. This is 64. This is early on. Yeah. 64 is, we're competing with the Beatles here. Oh, absolutely. Okay? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're in England and, and we're competing with the Beatles. You know, a lot of people think the Beatles were on their own and they were the first ones to make it out of England. This is a band that just shows you that we're doing shit just when the Beatles were doing shit. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. um, so they, they were... Early on, especially early on, they were really just doing a lot of covers, especially all of their hits that they were hitting on were cover songs by other bands. Was that um, yes. something that you would say was like very prevalent and in those days? Well, that goes back to like, you know, the, you know, the conversations that you and I have had about the Rolling Stones, mm -hmm. remember, mm -hmm. where... You know, they, a lot of their biggest songs, especially early on, were these blues covers of Lightning, you know, Lightning Hopkins and, and, and Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters, and they would do it. But, you know, the white audiences in, especially in UK, uh, didn't know that those were their, like, other people's songs. Yeah. But, you know, they were getting credit for it. They didn't hear it through the wire yet. Right, exactly. So, um, they were really known, you know, uh, early on with like a lot of their covers, but um, they were allowed by the label to pen, you know, one of their, uh, you know, they were allowed to start writing their own music on mm -hmm. their third album. And uh, they wrote a song called uh, We're Through and then bada bing, bada boom, number seven on the charts again. These guys are chart toppers. These guys are chart toppers hmm. okay so um they really after uh, after having like you know a ton of success and then now they were allowed to you know write their own you know music and stuff uh they broke into the u.s markets in 1966 with the hit look through any window um that was their first big break into the u.s markets australia and stuff like that um it wasn't a top 10 or anything like that but it did chart in the top 40s um, but at this point, um, there began a dispute between the label and the band and the label was getting invoices and they were, it was like your typical ticket master fee of like, what's this, what is this fee? Yeah. And there was a lot of excessive fees going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, from the label to the band. From the label to the band. Got it. Nickel and diming, all that shit. Right. And um, the bassist from the band, which is the funny part because you're the bassist, he's got a little qualm with that. And he wants to take it up with the record label and say, this isn't right. Uh, you know, if uh, you we don't, got it, we got an idealist, huh? If you don't fix it, I'm out. Jordan, guess what the label said? Peace. Guess what the band said? Peace. So, <laughs> uh, we can find a fat dude anywhere, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Eric Haydock. Goodbye. Goodbye. And uh, the Hollies replace him with this is a name, man. I'm gonna take a sip because I'm, I'm getting a little cotton mouth here. Go ahead. He's drinking like a giant, uh, what is that, a, a Jamie and Ginger? Yeah. Tall boy. They replace him with, this is a this is a name 
that could be a future peacock but i need you to i need you to commit it to memory because this was a name when it was told to me by my father when i was young blew my mind okay replace him with another bassist who was really good friends with the beatles and his name is klaus vermin <laughs> all i could think of is on steve zizu he's german of course klaus vermin yeah and i will quickly go over him real quick because he probably she he should be a future peacock but he was just one of those guys that was in the background and he just was you know connect to a lot of people he didn't yeah, do anything on, he didn't do anything on his own though yeah you know well, he's a bassist but just to give you a little i did a little rundown of like just a little bit of his uh uh resume if you will mm -hmm. um i'm gonna ask you a question because i know we like to do these things sure if you if i, I don't mean to put you on the spot but beatles albums sure. uh their album artwork mm -hmm. Be the beatles album artwork do you have a favorite or do you have one that comes to mind that's like one of your typical, like, you know, maybe one of your... Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. Okay. Do you remember Revolver by any chance? No. Well, I mean, I probably if I saw it, but not like... Whatever. It's a really cool, psychedelic, you know, sketchy, to, you know, album. Klaus uh, Vermin uh, illustrated that. He, he drew up their, you know, their re uh, Revolver album. He also did the Bee Gees' first album. He did their al album artwork. Okay. Um, he was a part. He had. He was a part of Badfinger, Peter Frampton, BB King, Jerry Lewis. Him and George Harrison were just thickest thieves. Mm. Klaus Vermin is a fucking G. Sounds like a cock to me for sure. He's a cock, and he's also one of those cock of the walk. If you when you're when you're record digging, it's it, this is this is. I'll give you a little a little you know little nugget when Alex is digging in uh record stores and he's got uh when i see you know certain records by the beatles or the hollies or badfinger or jerry lewis or peter frampton's early stuff i turn the record back and i read the and i read the liner notes and if anywhere on those goddamn liner notes if it says klaus vermin on it on any selected tracks it's bought immediately heard yeah so uh the the link up was fruitful. The link up with Klaus was very fruitful. Okay. Um, and they put out the their first massive hit, Bus Stop. Bus Stop and that and bind and under my umbrella. Does that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Okay. First major massive hit. Yeah. That like broke into all markets. Really put them on the map. Not that they already, you know, weren't, but now they're now they're solidified. International. Yes. So after that, um, they actually link up with the Every the Everly Brothers. The Everly Brothers are a band from the you know the United States, and they're from uh, New York, I believe, and uh, kind of like a soul, uh, you know, band. But they went to England. And they wanted to get a little bit of that English, like, you know, you know, rub, because at this point the British invasion was like, you know, fully, you know, fully involved. So the Everly brothers, the smart guys that they are, said, Hey, the Hollies, do you want to come in 
and help us, you know, be session guys and help us produce our album that we want to do here in the uh, in the in the UK. The Hollies say, "All right, well, who who else do you have? You know, who else you got on board?" This is uh, 1966. Okay. The other uh, session musicians that the Everly Brothers have on board is Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones, who mm. both will eventually become the guitarist, the yeah. lead guitarist and lead bassist of Led Zeppelin, mm -hmm. and uh, just a little-known guy playing piano, Elton John. I don't know if you've heard of him. So uh, they play, they all, the Hollies, Jimmy, John Paul Jones, Elton John, all hop in with the Everly Brothers, who are already established, and they put out uh, the album Two Yanks in, in England. That's the name of the album in 1966. Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. So, there's, at this point, they're huge. They're constantly touring. And uh, one of the founding members, uh, Graham Nash, is over it. He's over it with the touring. He's over it because now that they've hit it big, now the label is pressuring them into uh, doing more pop songs mm -hmm. and then also continuing to do the cover songs because, I, I you know, the, the label, it's been, you know, they've been making money off those cover songs. For sure. So Graham Nash says, fuck that. I don't want to fucking do that shit anymore. He leaves uh, the Hollies. Moves to L.A. and he starts a new band. Um, again, another just very little known band that you might have heard of called Crosby, Stills, and Nash. That's a music mashup for you. Boom. There you go. Graham Nash leaves the Hollies. He moves to L.A. He go. He move. He uh, moves into uh, the Laurel Canyon, where all of those hippie bands were all, you know, just living. The mama was the mamas and papas. Frank Zappa was up there. Um, Weird ass. Yeah, all of those guys were up there, and he links up with uh, Stephen Stills and David Crosby, and they they create Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And then about a year a, a year later, it becomes Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, they're not done They're not done Ron Richards is not done Just because Graham Nash left Doesn't fucking matter They replace him And in February of 1972 The Hollies write their biggest hit Long Cool Woman With a black dress And it peaks at number two In the US And then charts at number one In all of the other countries hmm. And you know just blows everybody away that's the last one. They do other stuff. They they do other stuff. But they never ever come close to scratching the back door of the hits that they had after that. That's weird though too that like it's always uh, you know you think that for a lot of people that that big 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 hit is going to come at the beginning and the middle and it seems like it's always weird to me when it happens towards the end or that kind of creates the end. You know? Now, it will make sense when you listen to the Peacocks and music and you listen to the songs because the Hollies, you know, before that, 
We're put, them, put them in order, so just so I can try to guess where the drop-off is. Yeah. Well, you will, because when I looked it up, Long Cool Woman with a Black... They basically heard, it's 1972, CCR is kicking. Mm -hmm. That Southern rock sound is now starting to be created. Yeah. And what I read basically were, you know, Graham Nash leaves, and he was a huge... He was a vocalist and writer for the Hollies, and once he leaves... They're kind of in a bit of a limbo, and they basically and they self admit that they look at CCR and they go, "We got to try to do that." So that's why "Long Cool Woman with a Black Dress" is very Southern rocky, driving boogie rock and roll music, which none Perfect. of their other stuff before that was. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so like I said, you know they they continue to play, you know to this day, um, yada yada yada. Um, and they were inducted to, they are in the Hall of Fame. They were inducted in, in, in 2010 to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. So that's your Peacock and Music, the Hollies. I have a feeling I'm going to thoroughly enjoy this. Yes. Yes. The Hollies were a band that um, my dad showed me early on, and we just both absolutely adored. I loved them. They, uh, whatever in my musical journey, when I grew up, when I would talk to people, no one, they didn't get their, their, you know, the, their limelight. They yeah. never were ever like shined on. Okay. Well, I mean, that's kind of what the, the thesis, the, the thesis paper on these peacocks are. Yes. They didn't get the do. Guess where they're getting it. They're doing the do here. Exactly. So uh, let's let's the the we're we're at the point where we're all been waiting for. Mm -hmm. We're let's get into the voicemails here. Um, give me a little second to uh, get uh, situated here. Make sure we're all set up, um, Jordan. If you will, uh, kind of uh, fill in here while I connect and get everything. Sure. Uh, correct. Um, we've done a terrible job on not knowing exactly where the voicemail start so i'm hoping that you have pulled a rabbit out of your ass and are able to find out exactly where um where these are all right um i'm going to start here do you have an idea all right hold on hold on we are buffer ring stay with us oh here we go. Hold on. Oh, of course. I, uh, did you, did you, uh, actually, this is good here because did you, did you, uh, did you change the password on, on the, uh, no, cause all right, I'm logged out. We're gonna have to log back in here and I'm logged out. Um, I'll, I'm like, uh, you know, might keep recording. It might be some dead time, but I don't care. I, I want to keep uh, recording. Okay. All right. We are situated now. little hiccup there. No biggie. Let's get into voicemails and text messages. Uh, let's start with the first text we have here. Um, um, it is from Paige. P Funk is, is is from Paige. She said, "I would like to formally pledge my allegiance to New Kids on the Block crew. My induction my induction uh, song can be any InSync song. 
and uh, of your choosing, Alex, and uh, and also uh, 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 any JT song, mm. any Justin Timberlake song. Also, number one podcast fan, Jaylet could have courted me considering we are neighbors, but you know those family ties run deep. Love you both. The OG P-Funk page. There you go, kid. I will still be courting her. Drink that shit in. I will be courting her still. Drink that in, bud. Drink that in, bud. I'm popping up to her work. You know? Um, uh, she also wants to uh, challenge any other contender to number one f- uh, pod fan. So she's putting her hat in the ring. Okay. Top fan 2022. Still yes. up for debate. Mm-hmm. And she also said, also, maybe I could... Uh, I could talk uh, to Tap. She she works for Tap Forty Two. Mm-hmm. She goes. I could also talk to Tap and be an official cocktail sponsor of the Shut the Funk Up podcast. Provide some thirsty libations and raffle off some gift cards. Um, you don't have to say anything on air, yes. but let me know. <laughs> right? P Funk. Let's do that. We're talking off air. Let's do that. We'll have Mike reach out to you. Yeah. Okay. Definitely one in on that. Maybe do a live show from Tap. I'm in. You know what I mean? Like very, very into that. Um, one of the one of the she she sends, and then also the last one here, she sends a little cocktail idea because she's the uh, she's head bitch over there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Cocktail idea. She said whiskey coconut. Whiskey. Coconut. A little a little whiskey coconut is 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 her idea. Uh, you know maybe what we should do. Okay. So, boom. Starting strong. Um, uh, I think this might also be from her. She says crazy time in the booze industry. Don't know what that means. I think with about the Jameson shortage in new Orleans. Oh, you're right. Yep. That's definitely it. Yep. Uh, guys, kids, kids, kids. I lived through the pandemic, but I went to new Orleans once for Mardi Gras. They didn't have Jameson. It was terrible. Right, right, right. Um, let's get on to the next one here. We've got yo, yo, it's dropping my staff in. Oh, this. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Let me, this is a voicemail. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Let's, 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 uh, let's play this one for, 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 for the guys out there. Yo, 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 it's dropping. My staff and I were playing this game the other day where someone asked me if I could transport myself to any concert that's ever happened before now uh, that I had not been at, which one would it be? Uh, so I was curious what uh, you two chuckleheads thought uh, for your independent selves of what if you could go visit any concert ever that happened historically and not uh, a whole set. So you can't be like all of Woodstock, but uh, a singular band experience, you know, an hour in a particular location that actually happened, what would it be? Holler. Okay, okay, that one was from our amazing, amazing social media fucking guru, mm-hmm. uh, Dreffen, and he asked if we could transport back to any concert, what would it be? And you, do you have a, a, a goodie? If I could go back and see any concert, it would probably be... Um, it would probably be the uh, it would probably be the yeah 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 it would probably be 
the Super Bowl halftime show with Janet Jackson. Nice. Papa wants to see them titties again. Not titty. Titty. Just one. Papa, Papa wants to see that titty again. Okay. You know? I'm going to go early 2000s Papa Roach show. What? I don't know. I'm just throwing... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to throw something Were you crazy. a Papa Roach guy? No. But you just wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my answer. My my other one that I was thinking about was like any Sublime show would have been pretty cool. I mean, I think like the easy answer to it would be like, yo, like the first time Jimi Hendrix played here, you know, or like. You but know, I like, thought what he was like, kind of like he was like one that people would know. Yeah. Or like, you know, uh, Queen said it live aid. You know? Right. You know, that's yeah. why. So that's why I'm going with Papa Roach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like seeing like alien ant, ant farm or something. Oh, other oh damn <laughs> choices. Um, okay, we got another one here from uh, from one of my top my, my top general. Uh, a voicemail or a text message? This, this one's a text. This one's from uh, from uh, from Shana Adams. Joel's Joel's wife. Joel's wife. She goes. She goes, you guys are like nails on a chalkboard listening to you talk stocks in episode 54. Still love you. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. I think she ended up side texting me about that too. You know, she, she's my top general, but anybody can get the smoke. Sounds like she's also your treasurer. Well, that's, you know, you can't be a general and have your, your hand in the cookie jar because that's mm, when checks we get... Checks and balances. It's a checks and balances. Got it. Now, does Shayna know more Joel's about wife. us, uh, uh, you know, about investments in stocks? Probably. Yeah. But she's a woman. Mm. So we just can't let her, mm. you know, we can't let her have that. Now, Van, Van probably knows more than both of us. Van definitely knows more than both of us. That's the first time we've uh, spoken their uh, newborn on air. Beautiful love child. Beautiful love child. Yes. Uh, I. Uh, it's 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 a good text. Thank you so much. But Shayna, certainly a little too big for your britches. Mm. You know what I mean? Look, hey, that stuff doesn't happen over here at... Uh at Jay's Kosher Dandies, come on over. And, and, and I mean, when you see you're you're like Ladanian Tomlinson, you're like Barry Sanders. When you see a little light, mm-hmm. you know, squeeze right through. All right, we've got another one here. Um, don't know who it's from, but it says put your fucking name. Uh, yeah, yeah. Put your name. We don't know who it's from. Um, it's a seven one seven area code. So wherever the fuck that's from. It says Jesse McCartney is one hundred percent not the son of Paul McCartney. Episode twenty two. I hope that was a joke. Oh, oh. Who is this? Who's this seven one seven? Show yourself. Let me tell you. I don't know. I don't know if you fact checked yourself, but I'm going to do. Did you mean Jenny McCartney? Yeah. Let Let me just tell you. I'm gonna do the classic Benson double down. And when I'm and as I'm talking about this, my fucking my my best friend, my guy, he's looking it up to fact check me. Jesse McCartney is absolutely Paul McCartney's son. Good God, I hope I'm not wrong on that. The first Jesse McCartney that I found is not the son. 
But I'm wondering if there's a spelling thing here. Um, I'm not seeing good information that... What are you typing into Google? Jesse McCartney. Type in Jesse McCartney Paul. <laughs> Getting worried. You should be worried. Are Jesse McCartney and Paul McCartney related? No, there. It's actor and singer. No, he's not an actor. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he like acted in something. Um, I don't know, bro. Not looking good. Not looking good. Not looking good for me. Not looking good for you. Wow. Um, I'm I'm loud wrong. Yeah. Until you prove otherwise. Um. Well, it's hard for me to look it up right now. Yeah. So you're wrong right now. But I, I still don't believe it. But you're looking it up, so it's, it, it's, it's, it's worrying me because Google's never wrong. I'm trying to find other ways of spelling it, and it's all coming back to the What same about guy. this? Can we just Google Paul McCartney's son? Let's start there. Do you see what I'm doing right now? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you see me? Do you see me just like being slowly cooked in the fucking in, in the slow cooker right now, being just dunked in? Okay. Um, okay. We have we have a little bit. Uh, he's got five children. We have Stella, Heather, Beatrice, Mary, and James McCartney. James McCartney? Yes. Is that what you meant? I don't think so. Does James click on him? Does he have a thing? Musician and songwriter. Um... I don't know if he's as good as, I don't know. Anything prolific? Um, fuck, now I gotta. Um, I'm not leaving this. I see that. No. 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 No, I'm, I'm saying now that you're wrong. I am going to admit to wrong. Mm-hmm. Because the Jesse McCartney that 717 I... 717-show yourself. 717-show yourself. Um, I don't know how or why you factored it, but this is why we do it. But we don't fact check. We, so we, you're right. We did. We just did. Though. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, I, I'm loud wrong on that. And uh, thank you for 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 that for that text message. I definitely thought it was Jesse McCartney, who he does have. He's you know he's the Jesse McCartney that I'm thinking of. That is not Paul McCartney's son. Is uh, it has has some hits. He's got he's got some hits, and, and apparently it's not him. But if you think that as soon as this episode's on over and 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 Jordan leaves the studio, that Alex isn't gonna hit the fucking internets to try to like you know save himself you're sadly mistaken you're gonna concoct some type of exit strategy i will okay let's go as i as i should Mm -hmm. okay all right we've got another one here from 717 could be the same person don't know but uh don't like it already what was the number the same uh don't know okay don't care and i'm not looking back show yourself commenting on episode 28's poop discussion that's how you start it off okay when you run to the bathroom to poop and it all comes flooding out 
<laughs> it comes flooding out the minute your ass touches the toilet. Matt and I have dubbed that as a crash landing. Okay, now they've shown themselves. It's it's cousin Mary. Cousin Mary, you dog. Yeah, it's cousin Mary. She she, of course she fact checked me. You know she's she's a literary Family. genius. You know she's Family. don't use Wikipedia as like you know one of your sources. Mm. Jesus Christ, Mary, you piece of shit. So it's a crash landing. Yeah. I like that. I would have called it a moon landing. A moon landing? But it called Actually, it a, it, that, I think anytime your ass presses ham, it could be called a moon landing. It's a full moon landing. It's a full moon landing. Yeah. Yeah. We're stealing that. We're taking that. Uh, we've got another person here. It's a 954. Don't know who it is. Again, guys, if we would love it if you could just state yourself. It would make it much easier and we could and we could uh, you know give you a little bit more props. But we've got another text message here from 954. Alex moonlighting as an imposter baseball scout is my favorite story of the year so far. It's up there. And uh, <laughs> you need to find us a game so we can get over there. Yeah, um, that one was fun. We're going to do it again, and, and Jordan will be a part of it. Uh, the schedules have not linked up. We've been very busy people. But it will happen again, and it will. We will get. We're gonna have whistles, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have stopwatches. Um, I like to have fun. You do. The boy likes to have a little fun with you people. I, can, I still can't believe you did that. <laughs> I still can't believe you did. It that. was a. It was. It was. It was a whim, though. It wasn't like I was thinking about it. It was like it was more of like I can't show up to this place on my own. And then it was like. But if I do show up to this place on my own, what do I want out of it? Mm. Hmm. Let's get some free hot dogs next week. You know, you and me. Mm -hmm. Stop over at the... Uh, oh, I heard there's a Scouts discount. Yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> All right. We've got another one here. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Chow Chow in uh, Bologna is on the way. So remember how they uh, they got is crushed? it on the way? It's here. It's in, it's it's here. I got it. Okay. I'm not sharing with you. That's fucked up. I'll, I might share the chow chow. Mary, hit me up on the low. Slide in the DM. Get the information. Send me a little care package over to me. Kate, thanks. Uh, don't do that, you fucking bitch. If you do that, exactly why you should. Don't kosher Yeah, don't do it. No, don't listen to what he's saying and get wrapped. Trust me. You know how many times I've been wrapped up in the regalia of his stories? Litsky's Mitsky's yeah, doing quite Don't do it. Don't well. do it. Uh, we got another one here. Um, episode 36. Okay. How fucking dare you try to cancel the Halloween franchise? Let me guess. <laughs> Old Mayor. Based, based on how little you know about the franchise, you don't have the authority to cancel it. Come get these hands. Was it Mayor? It was Mayor. Did we Yo. cancel? We canceled Halloween? It's canceled. We canceled Halloween? Yeah, the movies? We we canceled them? Yeah, we're done with them. We're sticking firm Why'd we this. cancel them? I don't know. They're redundant. They're not good. He keeps living no matter what. I mean, there's a million reasons. <laughs> okay. Um, the authority. 
yeah, you know what? You came all wrong with the Jesse McCartney stuff. And Get the fuck out you're of here. hiding behind the text messages. 305-741-3671. Lay down a voicemail. Speaking of, let's get to our next one. Yo, yo, yo. It's Dresden. As a rabbi, now having watched the Tinder Swindler and Bad Vegan and been borderline engrossed slash obsessed by them, I am adding a question to my premarital counseling list, and that is to ask the uh, those that are intended to each other, ask your intended, have you seen their birth certificate and social security card to confirm that they are who they say they are? This is why we do it. That's why he's our guy. This is why we do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now... Will you explain, because Dreffin is a rabbi. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, our social media guru is also a religious guru. Mm -hmm. So in uh, in the Jewish religion, they have to, if someone wants to get married, do they have to do some type of? No, usually it's like, I think they even do it in other religions too. I think it's just basically like counseling premarital so that you can make sure that it's the right move and that everyone's on the same page, you know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like anything like crazy serious. The piece of shit Christians do that too. Probably. Yeah. Piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, 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 he's adding that. He's into... adding that. So uh, before I leave here, I need you to write down, if you're coming into this marriage, I need your all your personal information and, and your social. Is that cool? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like that. Okay. See, we're looking out for you guys. Getting you an extra Amazon Prime account, babe. Fucking a. <laughs> um. So someone here's someone here's flexing up. Okay. It's a nine five four again. They don't say who they are. They're flexing up though. Ready? And when I read this, Jordan. Okay. I want you to go off. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm ready. I'll go off, King. How long do we have to wait for a Raphael Sadiq Peacock? How long do we have to wait for a Raphael Sadiq Peacock? Who do you think you are? Yeah. Um, did Have we ever even asked for Peacock recommendations? That's the one thing we never asked for. Never. You want to know why? Uh, we don't need it. We don't need it. We don't need it. Listen. Mm. Let's... You know what? Let's... Let's dissect Raphael Sadiq because actually you and I well versed. We are well versed. Well versed. Now Raphael Sadiq, an amazing artist that originally was in uh, the band that we both love. Is it Tony 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 or Tony Tony Tone? Tony Tony Tony. Okay. It's Tony Tony Tony. My one of my favorites. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll give you. a... You know what? Whoever you are, Mystery Nine Five Four. We'll give you a little mini peacock right now. I'll, there it is. Let's okay. go. Mm-hmm. Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, uh, you know, an R. I would say R and B. Thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, an R and B. Early nineties uh, R and B. Early 90s R and B group, uh, consisting of Raphael Sadiq and then two other guys. Just guys. Now. Mr. or Mrs., he, she, they, them, whatever you go by, I challenge you. Give me one Tony, Tony, Tony song. Mm. What's their song? Mm. What's their hit? Mm. I'll wait. 
This is why they're not a peacock. Are, is Rafael Sadiq the man? Of course he's the man. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Alex now, you know, talking through it, I know who the 954 is. Yeah? It's my fucking... I'm getting worried now. It's my general. Yeah? It's fucking Shayna. Mm, Joel's wife. She's the only one that knows about Rafael Sadiq. Why does she know about, about Rafael Sadiq, Jordan? Hmm. Just banging those early 90s playlists? I don't know. She knows about Rafael Sadiq because of me. Uh. Rafael Sadiq had an amazing album that he came out with as, uh, as a solo career. Mm -hmm. Back in, I think it was 2007, 2008. Mm. So, wow. That's the only album that Rafael Sadiq has ever done that's worth a fucking shit on his own. Okay. Mm. He's not a peacock. No, he's not. He's, he's good. Not a he's not he's great. good. He's not a peacock. Correct. You know, was was he the main guy in Tony Tony? No, he wasn't. When he went on his own, did he do that amazing album? Of course he did. But let's break down that album. There were three tracks on it that were worth a shit. Two that were really worth a shit. Mm. Okay. So he's not gonna. He's not a peacock. If we just start letting everybody in, Jordan. What do, what happens? What it's gates? It's the basketball open? hall of fame. The, it's the Naismith. And this ain't that. This ain't that. So to answer your question, Shayna. Mm. No. Is Raphael's he's he's not gonna it's not gonna happen. And again, you're gonna have time to, you know, do your research and send one back. Give me your Tony Tony Tony, you know, hits that we are that we're all just missing. Okay, send those in. Let me know. Nah, because I take personal offense to that. Good, I'm glad. All right, a lot of strength. I mean, in, this in bitch, the old ranks, huh? You know, the, oh yeah. Mm. Uh, let's get to the next uh, voicemail. This one's coming from a five six one, I believe. Oh, oh, is this one we have to like switch up? I think so. Okay, hold on. We, this is one we got yelled at. We have to like do it in a certain fucking order. What it's it's three, four, two, one. Okay, okay, all right, three, four, two, one. That's what I have to do it. Let's, so this is this is three. Let's play it in, in you know how it's supposed to go. Hey gang, Doogie Hauser, Form D, longtime listener, multiple time caller. Uh, I have a submission for the off there, John Rocker. Uh, a little bit of an oldie, but it should not go overlooked. Terrence Howard. Have you guys heard about this? You heard about this? Terrence Howard thinks one times one is two, has a secret system called periology, and spends 17 hours a day making nameless plastic structures. I don't know. If that's not a submission for the Rocker Hall of Fame, I, I don't know what is. Am I off my rocker? I don't know. Tell me. Discuss. So um, let's discuss uh, Terrence Howard uh, being off as John Rocker. Um, I got to say the facts that you came with are not, you know, they don't hold them that much weight. No. Um, he did hustle and, hustle and flow. Yeah. So he won a Grammy for that. And I'm starting to think here that was clearly uh, the rock Dugan. Mm hmm. Um, 
does he understand what the you know credentials are for off your john rocker i'm questioning whether he does because he seems very moderately sounds like kind of weird sounds That's like it. yeah what what not, what did it's I, not moderately weird on their rocker it's off their john Rocker. right like it sounds like to me that you know he's he made his own secret like you know math system so i guess he's fucking smart as shit you know right yeah and why are you the one taking up the you know the planting the flag on terrence howard i like terrence yeah he gets murdered in four brothers Ooh, good movie. Mm -hmm. Good movie. Good movie. Thanks. So yeah, I I, I disagree. I, not off as John Rocker, but I wrote it down on my list. Janie's closet next week. We'll find out. I'll bring the facts. Exactly. Okay. So um, let's get to now. I have to number play four. number four. Mm -hmm. Okay. So number four is. Uh, la, 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 la. It's okay. This one, here we go. This is now number four. Guess who's back? You created a monster. Because I am a hot little potato right now. Producer Mike, a.k.a. Michael Joseph, a.k.a. Joey's Chestnut, was telling me a lot of listeners were wondering where the number one fan was. And rest assured, I'm alive and okay. I was on medical leave and was waiting for some thoughts and prayers from your, for your dear old Uncle Doogie. But crickets! As a general in the kosher dandy brigade, a.k.a. the KDB, it broke my heart listening week after week only to hear a bunch of lip-smacking and other ASMR from Jordan. But no shout-outs? You know who did reach out, actually pick up the phone and call me? The minute word got out that I was in the ER, the only guy with a heart on this podcast. The level of disrespect is appalling. And like some of Putin's generals, I'm sabotaging the war. There's a new kid on the block, and his name is Rock. Let it be known on this episode, episode 59, Matthew Rock Duenges is officially a general in the Newell Kids on the Block Army. Ah, not to step on Captain Joel's wife's toes. I know my place, and I'll be happy to rank where she deems fit. Over You're goddamn wow. right. You're goddamn right. I slept in the same house as this man not two weeks ago. And uh, and the fact that I didn't even know at that time that he was planning like the hunt for Red October to defect to the other side. I am um, I'm going to have to reevaluate my my current friendship with this man i think that's what he was saying well that's what i'm saying because i called them i found out you know the I rock called, got a little I injured called, i called too i got he got a little injured i called too i was there for him show me that i didn't call dugan 
Oh, you don't want the, it's listen, it's what's done is done. He's over here, warm and cuddly. And that's how you play the mind games, bud. Okay. What your what your tactics are by stealing my people, and have you stole my one of my people? You have, and now I have. We're even. Your tactics are getting in the ear, you know, putting up a front person to person. I call Absolutely when you're not. down. Fake news. I call when you're down. Stop the count. I call when you're down. It's just, it's an amazing thing. And it makes me feel good because I'm flabbergasted. I've now in this, in this voice muscle, I've gained two more. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. Hey gang, it's me. Happy holidays from your dear old uncle Doogie. Uh, I've been binging a lot over the holidays since I'm on winter break. I get one of those. And uh, you ever notice that one Christmas M&M's commercial where they leave the candy out for Santa and they, they both run into each other? And they go, oh, they do exist, and they both faint. How long has that commercial been on the air for? Dare I say it's the longest-running commercial around? That would be top three, right? I mean, the Coca-Cola polar bears, like, make an appearance every year, but they always like tweak it a little bit, right? Give it a little facelift. So I'm curious, what are your top three most iconic commercials, regardless of the season? It doesn't have to be holidays. But what are your personal top three? I'll listen. I have here the top five longest running commercials of all time. Wow. That number, was quick. Number five. As uh, my previously disgraced general just mentioned, M&M's, 1996, they do exist. Number four, the Campbell's Snowman? Campbell's Soup Snowman? You mean... Since 1993. It was... That's not the, the Nestle Snowman. No. What's the Campbell's Soup one? I don't know. I don't know that either. You wrote now, it down. Now, you're going to know number three for sure. And this is how I always know Christmas is around the corner for a Jew. The Corona Christmas uh, palm tree lighting up. Ooh. 1990. Feliz Navidad. One of my favorite commercials. Okay. 1989. Number two. The I've fallen and I can't get up. For uh, <laughs> for the lifeline or whatever the fuck it's called, life alert. Sorry, life alert. And the number one oldest commercial, nineteen seventy, the Tootsie Pop. Bro, the Tootsie Pop. How many licks, How many licks? does it take? Well, we may never know. We may never. That's that's know. how it goes. That's it. Um, those are the texts and voicemails. Um, you know, get them in. We have a lot of fun with them. Um, I'm, I actually want more because it's, you know, the army's growing. You took a big L on that segment. I really did. You know what I mean? Dugan, this isn't the end of us. Is there anything else that you want to say before we uh, get out of here? Yeah. See ya.